0: Amen. Amen. All right. Amen.
1: Well, this morning as we come to the scripture, we're going to be reading Isaiah 9 in a few minutes, which is a a pretty familiar uh, prophecy around around Christmas that gets fulfilled. And we're going to lift up this tension that we are all experiencing now between the joy that comes at Christmas, Mm -hmm. but also this sense of sorrow and grief. And I think that's even more pronounced this year. There's this kind of lingering sadness and despair in the air. So, for instance, the, the, I get an email every day with kind of a summary of, of articles and stuff, and the Times uh, today, the headline of the email is, A season typically defined by joy is increasingly defined by grief. Hmm. Which I- almost like a great sermon title (laughs) for for the the time that we're in it and you have to be careful about watching and reading too much news because there's a tendency in the news to lift up the the sorrow and the grief and they struggle to find the good stories um but there is this sense that in this season particularly Mm. with all the economic Mm. outfall of the pandemic and the pandemic itself and the political upheaval and the the challenging time that so many Mm. people are going through collectively there is this sense that the grief is taking over the joy, I think. And so what we want to do is remind everyone and remind ourselves as we come to the Scriptures that the joy overcomes the grief in the end and that, in fact, walking through the grief helps us to understand the joy. And we thought that the way to do that would actually be through some of our Christmas hymns because if you pay attention closely to the hymns, there is sorrow and grief embedded in nearly every Christmas hymn. Probably every one of the true Christmas mm-hmm. hymns has this thread of acknowledging the brokenness mm-hmm. that's in the world around us. So if, uh, if you want to s- skip to the next slide, uh, the, the, if, I don't know if you caught this, uh, the second verse of uh, It Came Upon a Midnight Clear. I just want to read it uh, and see if this doesn't resonate with the, the season that we're in right now. All ye beneath life's crushing load, whose forms are bending low, who toil along the climbing way with painful steps and slow. Look now, for glad and golden hours come swiftly on the wing. O oh, rest beside the weary road, and hear the angels sing. Right. So when we're walking through this season... We need to hear uh, those words. And all of these uh, hymns are inspired by Scripture. So I want to read now uh, our uh, words today from the book of Isaiah and the prophecy of, to us a child is born. So Isaiah 9, 1 through 7. Listen to the Word of God. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the Gentiles by the way of the sea along the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest. As men rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, it will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Thanks be to God for His Word. Amen. And so in that verse, you see the contrast we're talking about. Look at the the jump from verse 5 to verse 6 where it talks about the the blood that's shed in battle being uh, destined for burning, fuel for the fire. For to us, a child is born. When this king comes, all of that sadness and despair and darkness and brokenness that's in the world gets renewed in this new sun that comes. And so Christians have the privilege and the responsibility of holding out this good news in the darkest times. So we have a, I think we, we have a role to play in this season as followers of Jesus who know this story and know that season that's typically defined by joy. We know why it's typically defined by joy. And so we have a call to lift it up. So we we want to share some hymns today and hopefully they'll uh, inspire um, you to to look past some of the grief and sorrow to the joy that's going to come. So one uh, that comes to mind, see if these, these words are familiar. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. These are the words from O Holy Night, right? Long lay the world in sin and error pining. Pining means to yearn after, to Mm -hmm. long for things to be made right. A thrill of hope as the weary world rejoices. It's it's reminiscent of verse 2 in our scripture. Those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. That shadow of death language recalls Psalm 23, right? Mm -hmm. Those who walk Mm -hmm. through the valley of the shadow of death will fear no evil. So, the people of Israel had long lived in kind of this shadow of um, being ruled over by other people, having a bad king in place. And with this promise that God made, um, they knew that there would be a future hope that would come. And so, as we're walking through this time, I, I think we have this feeling that. We were kind of promised an end to this (laughs) pandemic. Or at least we, maybe we weren't promised it because the the predictors actually said it's going to be with us for a while. But we expected it to end. We thought, well, maybe it won't be as bad as people say that it's going to be. But the kingdom of God is, Hmm. there's this term in theology that maybe some of you have heard the already but not yet. That's the world that Christians live in. We live in this world where the kingdom has already come because Jesus has been born. And yet it's not yet fulfilled because we're waiting for his return. Mm -hmm. And Don said early on in our studies, really, the Christmas season is is a time that focuses on the eschatology, the revelation, the the future coming of Christ when he fulfills fully all these prophecies. Um, So, the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. That's one hymn. Another one... uh, O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. If you've got your bulletin in front of you, it's our refrain that we'll share at the end of the service. The verse goes on to say, ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appears. And so if you look in our scripture at verse 4, it says that this one who comes has shattered the yoke that burdens them the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. So the people of Israel had long lived in bondage and um, needed to be saved. And the way that that saving comes is through this ransom Mm. that's given, uh, this price that's paid by Jesus Christ, by the one who comes. So we are all in bondage in some way and in need of ransom. And um, the people of Israel thought of their captors as real people, and they were, but their captivity was caused by their sin. Mm. And so in that way, all of us experience that same kind of bondage because we, our lives, are captive to the consequences of our sin and we are in need of a ransom and a Savior. And so Jesus is the one who comes to be that. So, o Come, O Come, Emmanuel is another one that comes to mind. Hark the Herald Angels Sing. That's a glorious song, right? There's no darkness in, in that one, right? Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness. Light and life to all He brings. Risen with healing in His wings. Mild He lays His glory by. Born that we no more may die. Born to raise us from the earth. Born to give us second birth. Go back to that one line. Born that we no more may die. In that verse is embedded this reality that all of us experience death in this life. Jesus is born so that we may not experience that eternally, but how is that purchased? It's by his death. So born that we may no, no more may, buy, may die. Um, another great uh, Christmas hymn, Mary Did You Know, has the same idea, the, the best line in that hymn. I think this is one of Mary's favorites, right? The child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know? The child that you delivered will soon deliver you. This one who comes, this King of kings, this Lord of lords, he comes to deliver us by his death so that we no longer have to fear. And so much of what we're going through right now, I feel like, is, um, is the world fearing death. And it's especially true for Americans because Americans live in this, we, we create this bubble for ourselves where we pr- push our lives, prolong our lives as long as we can and try to close ourselves off from death. And I think the pandemic has burst that bubble a little bit because it's, it feels so much closer to home than it did before. Well, yeah, the resources
0: of our society mm-hmm. enable us to stave off death. Right. Health resources, nutrition, Any whereas death is a pretty common... A much more frequent reality, I think, in other nations uh, and in other times in our own nation.
1: Yeah, certainly throughout history, yeah. death has been closer to home, and so um, I, I, I don't fear death, and I think many Christians don't fear death, but I believe the world around us really does. Absolutely. The, the absoluteness of it. And so when we talk about one of our calls is to hold out this truth, this mm. hope, that Jesus is born that we may no longer fear that death, right? This is the truth that comes from him.
0: You want to share a hymn? Yeah, I got a couple. Eric and I talked about this and I said, man, there's all kinds of hymns. So Lon would know this. Break forth, O beauteous heavenly light. Normally we begin, you know, the, when the choir leads the service. Break forth, O beauteous heavenly light and usher in the morning. O shepherds, shudder not in fright. But hear the angel's warning this child now weak in infancy, our confidence and joy shall be the power of Satan breaking our peace, eternal making. Mm-hmm. Like you know that, Lon, every time the choir sings, that we're singing about the Jesus breaks the power of Satan. You know that, right? Because you always interpret the, the, the text. How about God rest ye, Mary gentlemen? God rest ye, Mary, gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Everybody, remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we had gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Now, Hallmark movies, um, Walmart, Amazon, all the shopping all the all the gift giving who's talking about satan's power right now who thinks of christmas as breaking the power of satan but our christmas hymns do that right the choir sings every year for us to keep that in in, in front of us uh what child is this um uh, let's see if i can get that hymn here mary i think you played that didn't you play that at our prelude. What child is this laid? Okay, we all know that one, right? Um, good Christian fear for sinners here. The silent word is pleading. Nails, spear shall pierce him through. <laughs> the cross be born for me, for you. We sing that every year and, and you know, we love the tune and so we sing it do we hear that and then we three kings we three kings of orient are okay everybody it's almost like a drinking song isn't it <laughs> <laughs> myrrh is mine it's bitter perfume breathes a life of gathering gloom sorrowing sighing bleeding dying sealed in a stone cold tomb oh We just don't think that way. I mean, we, we know the tidings of comfort and joy, joy to the world. And we, we ourselves often miss the kind of the, the backdrop, the darkness. So, so if you're gonna have good news, what, what makes the good news good? What, what's the context for the good news? Bad news. And I think that's it.
1: And there's this desire in the culture, this, this trajectory in our culture to remove the bad news yep. from Christmas. Yep. And when you remove the bad news from Christmas, then the joy and the peace doesn't make any sense. Because this world needs someone to come and save well, it.
0: And it. And it becomes something that we can manufacture. Let's just all be nice to each other. You, yeah. you talked about this last week. Let's all just, just put it aside for a couple days or a couple weeks. But the, the human family can't fix this thing, right? We need somebody from outside mm-hmm. to fix it.
1: And people want it come want it fixed for good. Yeah. Right? They we we we, I talked about this with the kids. We want the king who's gonna be good to rule us. And so we try to put kings in place, whether it's physical, real life rulers that put in place, or we try to put something else on the throne that's gonna satisfy and gonna bring that joy and peace. Because we live in this time when God has not yet fulfilled everything that He will fulfill in the end. And it's our job as Christians in this season to proclaim the good news of that kingdom to a world that desperately needs to hear it. And we have this, I think, unique opportunity now because of what that Times article was saying. Mm-hmm. A time that's usually filled with joy is now filled with grief. Guess what that grief and sorrow gives mm-hmm. we who know the truth an opportunity to speak to? There's something more than just the things that are in this world. Yes, this is a hard Christmas to go through, but. You know why it's hard? It's hard because the world's broken. It's hard because we as people are sinful and we need something to enter in and to mm-hmm. we need someone to save us, right? We need a good king.
0: And there's a sense in which I think it's true. So the weary world rejoices. But does the weary world rejoice?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, is it re- it's rejoicing in stuff, right? You know, and it's rejoicing in you know, Christmas cheer. <clears throat> but but do we keep rejoicing in January and in February when those credit card bills come due, right? Are we, are we still rejoicing? If we don't rejoice in the midst of a weary, painful, sorrowful, hurting world, if Christians don't rejoice, who will? If we know the story, we know what Christmas really is about, right? It's not wassail and eggnog and chestnuts roasting on an open fire. It's that God has intervened to break the power of Satan, which held us captive to the fear of death and our sin, and there was true hope. And so, if we don't tell that story,
1: who will? The Bill world Gates
0: ain't going to tell that story. The world doesn't have an answer for
1: that. Exactly. This is why Jesus had to come. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So the the final verse I I, want to lift up um, is from Joy to the World. Uh, So we are going to sing this in a minute, so if you've got a bulletin in front of you, you can see it, and and we'll flip to the slide soon. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart Hmm. prepare him room. Let every heart prepare him room. That is the call of this season, this celebration Mm. of Jesus coming is not to sentimentalize and and fawn over the image of a child that's born. It's to prepare room in our hearts for the King, the One who's called, and now I'll flip to Isaiah, the Wonderful Counselor Mm. full of wisdom, Mm. the Mighty God full of power, the Everlasting Father Mm. full of love, the Prince of peace, the one who can actually bring back and restore that hope. That is what we were celebrating. We have to open our hearts to prepare him room to enter in. And that's the opportunity we have at Christmas is to then also invite others to open their hearts uh, that they might prepare him room as well, to tell the story, to figure out some way to turn the conversation from the hard things that are going on in this world. That's an easy conversation Mm. to start, Mm. right? how are you doing? Uh, it's actually really hard. And Christmas gives us a chance to, to enter that story and then say, you know, there is a hope hmm. that, it, that comes. And in fact, that's what Christmas is about. Look at some of these hymns. Look at the, the words that talk about the sorrow and the despair and the ransom that needs to be paid.
0: Well, the second verse, far as the curse, he comes to make his blessing flow far as the curse is found. What curse? I mean, it's the curse going back to Genesis 3, right? Right. <laughs> And so in our Christmas hymn, you've got the whole story kind of from Genesis all the way. So, yeah. Yeah. Hmm.
1: So we are called to prepare him room to put our hope in this child who has come and we have this chance to invite others to do the same. And so encourage you to do that this season to look for ways that you might open your heart to see how God's at work in the midst of this time and then speak that truth into other people's lives. Because, Hmm. you know, uh, in, in our verse, it says um, that God's plan of coming to save the world cannot be thwarted. It says the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. So zeal, zeal means, you know, unwavering commitment to something, right? Mm-hmm. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. And yet we have a role to play. Mm-hmm. Let every heart prepare him room. And that's what we'd invite you to do today. Uh, Let me pray for us. Lord, thank you for your word and the way that it instructs, and thank you for the ways that you have inspired songwriters throughout the generations to read and hear this good news and put it into song in a way that captures our hearts and our minds and points them toward you. Uh, We are thankful that we know this story and uh, we proclaim it at Christmas and throughout the year. In different ways. We pray that you'd give us opportunities this season to remind those in our own household and our families and also friends and others um, what this good news is. And we pray that even as hard as the the pandemic season is, um, there are opportunities here for you to demonstrate who you are as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the one who brings joy and peace to our lives. And so we pray that we would walk fully into that in the coming season. In Jesus' name we pray. Hmm. Amen. 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 Hmm. In response, uh, maybe we...